Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. Even putting on my underwear was so vastly painful for me. Sitting down for any length of time, everything was swollen, everything was sore, it was not a hoot. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to share with you a confession, a reflection and a realisation about vaginas and vulvas. So your peri vagina needs you is this podcast and it feels really apt to be talking about this right now because of a few different reasons. But first, let me start this episode. Can you believe that we're on episode six actually already? And every recording slot, I waken so energized and full of life to come and record these for you. Your feedback and your DMs, legitimately so powerful. And the conversations that we've then had as a result of you sending them have been so deeply insane. Deep inside my gratitude space right now. So thank you. My heart is full. I just wanted to say that. So a massive big gratitude at the start of this episode, episode six. Now, I did say I was going to share a confession with you. So here it is. I used to think the whole thing was called the vagina. And I couldn't have told you the names of the various parts of our amazing female anatomy. Wild, right? Now, you might be secretly nodding away with me. I hear you. Love it. Or you might be a million miles ahead of me right now and you've already known the names of these areas off by heart since you were young. Either way, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) But I feel it's a fitting place to start this episode in sharing the names and the parts of our female anatomy. And it's basically for the purposes of you having a little bit of a homework invitation that I'm going to share with you and invite you to right now, should you be open to joining me with this. So as I go through each of these parts of our female anatomy, there's a purpose and a reason remembering that this episode is going to give you a little bit of a value education piece and then I'm going to bring it to life into why it is so important because your peri vagina needs you after all that's the importance in this part so for the purpose of this invitational homework piece I want you to consider the last time that you felt your vagina and vulva and I'm going to explain all the different parts of it And I would love for you to get acquainted with each of these parts. Now, for some of you, this might be a, yeah, do you know, hell yeah, Dale, every every morning when I wash in the shower, I'm checking myself to make sure that there aren't any changes that I need to be aware of. It's kind of similar when we think about, we check our breasts and we're always reminded come October when it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month to check ourselves, to be regular with that. And for each of us, this is not a shame zone. We get rid of all of that. There is no judgment. There is no shame. And we've got to remind ourselves that our vagina, our vulva, those areas that I'm going to talk to you about right now are part of our beautiful, amazing, unique bodies. And that too can experience change during perimenopause that 
we sometimes can't understand the changes happening. So I'm going to talk through some of them. And I just want you to get acquainted with these areas, whether it be that you can touch those areas when you are washing yourself in the shower or the bath, or if it feels better for you to look at them. Be very aware of how they visually appear so that if you do have any changes, you're aware of them immediately. You can see them. There is no shame in this. So please think of it like an arm or a leg. It is still part of your beautiful, amazing body and enables you to do so much in life. So starting at the top, if you're a visual person, you can head over to my Instagram and check out one of the diagrams that I've uploaded there to show these different sections of our female anatomy. But here we go. Just visualize this in your mind. You can close your eyes if this is easier. So the vulva, the outer part of the female genitals. Think of this as the main name when referring to this whole female genitalia area. Okay, I used to just refer to everything as the vagina. That is not the case. So this part describes the structures that make the female external genitalia. It includes the mons pubes. It includes the labia majora, the labia minora, the clitoris, the vestibules, and the vulva vestibule. So we're going to talk about all of these. There are glands in there, and we also have the euthria and the vaginal opening. So as we go through each of these parts, let's just be clear on what they are and what they do. The mons pubes, or mons pubis, as we might hear some people refer to them. This is a bit of tissue around the mound made up of fat and it's located directly anterior to the pubic bone. The purpose of it is basically cushioning during sex and it secretes some pheromones to induce sexual attraction. So each of these parts of us have a purpose and the purpose of the mons pubes or pubis is to ensure that we have cushioning during sex by a small little layer, a little mound of fat located directly anterior to the pubic bone. You've then got your labia majora. So these are the large lips, basically. And then the minora is the smaller lips. And the smaller ones begin at the clitoris and extend downwards. So we're just being fully aware that we're going through each of these sections. The clitoris itself. So this part you're going to be so aware of. And this is your sensitive pleasure center of the vulva. And it's pretty much here to help us feel good. It doesn't have a core role in reproduction, but the majority of your orgasms are from here and it's estimated to have roughly 8,000 nerve endings, arguably more, right? But this is a super sensitive area for us females and probably gifts you, I would say 99.9% of your pleasure during sex. You've then got the vestibule bulbs, so these tissues are closely related to the clitoris and are erect tissues that engorge with blood. So they fill up with blood during any type of sexual pleasure. And this puts pressure onto the clitoris area, which is believed to then induce pleasure during sex. So all of this is important. The reason that I'm highlighting what they do is because when you think about as we go through perimenopause, there are a lot of changes within these areas 
And we can actually find that where the blood flow doesn't fill these bulbs, these vestibule bulbs and tissues as adequately as it has in the past, we can actually experience trouble with climaxing, trouble with orgasms towards the latter part of our sexual pleasure. I've heard a lot of ladies, and this used to happen to me as well, I've heard a lot of ladies say, you know, I just, I lose my orgasm. So there's a lot inside of this that is a purpose or a reason why, and this can be one of them. We've then got the vulva vestibule, and it's between the labia minora and contains the opening to the urethra and the vaginal opening. So if we think about the urethra, this is the part that we're then getting onto in a moment, which is an extension to our bladder. So there are all these amazing little components that make up the overall vulva. We then move in to the glands. Now, these secrete mucus and act as a lubricant to decrease friction during sex and act as a moisturiser for ourselves. So again, another part to perimenopause that a lot of ladies will experience trouble with or ailments or symptoms is the reduction in that internal moisturising or lubrication. And that can bring an array of different problems, not to mention some really, really sore experiences. So again, the glands that secrete mucus and help as a lubricant to decrease friction during sex and also act as a moisturiser for our vulva. Super important. We've then got the uthereal opening, which is an extension of your tube from the bladder. And this is on the outside of the body. So when we think about it, it's the connection between our bladder and us being able to urinate. So this is the part we pee from, our pee hole. And then our vagina. So this is the part that I think everybody refers to as my vagina hurts or I've had, you know, pain or whatever within the vagina. The vagina is an elastic muscular tube which is connected to your cervix inside. It's not the outside part of the body that we often hear ourselves, myself included, years back, refer to. So the vagina is the internal part to our body. But the overall female genitalia is referred to as the vulva. So the vulva contains all of these different parts. Pretty amazing, right? So now that this biology lesson, this very light scratch the surface biology lesson is covering the basics, it just helps us to appreciate that we have a beautifully complex piece of kit that we get to nourish and love, but that can really struggle during perimenopause. So the purpose of this episode being your perivagina needs you is we do need to have a good hormone balance to maintain vaginal happiness. And when our estrogen levels drop, our vulva starts to suffer. And this can come in so many different symptoms and ailments for many of us. Think about the vagina on the inside. This needs mucus and lubrication like we talked about. And when estrogen starts to drop, this is normally one of the first things to go for a lot of women. And we can be impacted and very suddenly start to feel itching, burning sensations, soreness, bleeding during and after sex due to the friction and surface damage to the tissues and the vaginal wall. So again, it's just being clear that if this is any change for you, then being alert to it. Don't just sit back and think, well, that's embarrassing. I don't want to talk about this. Be aware of it. Be aware of what the changes look and feel like for you, because this is a part, a beautiful part of your amazing body. 
And that leads me on to the reflection part of this journey. My own experiences of early perimenopause all started vaginally in my vulva health. So here's a few of my own experiences of what I started to notice as change coming from someone who never gave a second thought to my vulva, never looked at it, never touched it really to look at what was changing. That's all changed now. Every morning, I like to feel it. I like to look at where things are changing. And this is not coming from a place of embarrassment. It's a place of necessity for our female health. So for me, I started to realise that I was getting a very watery discharge that sometimes smelled and sometimes did not. Okay, so there was no consistency within that. There was changes in my discharge overall, sometimes yellow, sometimes green, sometimes nothing. It was very, very sporadic. Very painful sex, resulting in bleeding during and after, which was not pleasant for either one of us. Itching everywhere inside, outside, including my clitoris. It was just insane, so uncomfortable, really debilitating some days. And from someone who was very, at that point as well, very active with bodybuilding and weight training, even putting on my underwear, let alone a tight pair of leggings, was so vastly painful for me. Sitting down for any length of time, everything was swollen, everything was sore. It was not a hoot. I had really what I noticed to then be shrinking of my labia, so the lips, they were looking strange. Things were changing in how they looked and how they felt. And I also experienced a lot of internal womb discomfort, sometimes pain, a dull ache, a sharp pain, a lot of bloating. So these were all changes for my own body that happened quite rapidly for some and built up over time for others. I didn't know perimenopause even caused this. So I wasn't aware the symptoms could start in my 30s. And I was told by so many GPs and gynae consultants, both NHS and privately, that I couldn't possibly be perimenopausal because I was too young. Now I raised this with them time and time again at appointments to be told the same thing over and over again. You're too young for it to be perimenopause. But here's a little side caveat to all of this. You know your body best. Regardless of how many years these GPs and consultants and professional medical respected people have under their belts, they are not your body. You know your body best. So please, going back to your homework invitation, Get acquainted with your vulva. Understand what looks and feels normal for you and any changes that you feel inside within your vagina as well, you need to be aware of and talk about it. No shame. So the truth is I underwent all the tests, which I'm deeply grateful for having a healthcare system that I could lean on and equally one that I could pay to go privately for some of the things that I wanted to check. And it was one of these things where being told that I could or couldn't have certain tests or checks, for me, it was a no brainer. And I'm very, very fortunate and blessed that I was able to do some of the private checks. However, that meant endless amounts of blood works, six weeks apart, repeating them often, the same things, to be told the same things. You're not perimenopausal. 
you're normal, your blood results are normal, you're healthy, which we celebrate, right? We absolutely celebrate. I had all the internals, I had the ultrasound scans, the biopsies, and eventually I personally had had enough. It was when I had my marina coil replaced as part of these checks because I was due to have it replaced. I had the marina for contraceptive reasons and we were a few months away from the end of life of its efficacy. So made the opportunity whilst I was getting biopsies and things taken to have the marina replaced because they needed to remove it to do all of the biopsy checks anyway. And that's when the penny dropped for me. Within 24 hours of having my coil replaced, many of my peri symptoms lessened or disappeared completely, which confirmed to me that I was facing into this suffering from a hormone imbalance and the efficacy of the progesterone part of the coil or the progestogen that it releases, but that it was giving me basically over that course of the four years or so that I had it, had dropped below what my body needed. And that to me was a light bulb moment. And that's what led me to getting estrogen as a trial of treatment to couple with my HRT element of my marina coil being my progesterone and stepping into the HRT space to see whether this supported my body. And oh my word, it did. It absolutely does and still does now. But getting my vaginal health and happiness back again was so amazing for me, for my own happiness and my own confidence, but also for my husband's and I's relationship. And it afforded me some reflection opportunities that I want to share with you as our final segment of today's episode. So as I said, we are going to now go into a reflection piece. Number one, don't ignore changes. Your body is communicating with you and sometimes it's a simple resolve to help you feel happier. Number two, I learned that our vulva doesn't need washing. Okay, this one might be news to you. (laughs) I completely get it because I was the soap washer. It's a beautiful thing that self-cleans. So ditch the soaps and the perfumes down there and allow water only in your showers. Okay, your vulva and your vagina will thank you for it. Do not add anything in there or on there. As oestrogen decreases with perimenopause, it can be troublesome for a fun and an active sex life. So if you're not keen on HRT or you are unable to replace through hormone replacement therapy, HRT, that is cool. It's absolutely fine. Don't worry. You have an alternative to this where you can A, ask your GP for a vaginal localised oestrogen which is technically not classed as HRT or hormone replacement therapy because it doesn't pass around the body systemically. It stays in the vaginal area. It is localised to the vaginal area only. And what that's then doing is helping to replace some of the lost oestrogen within that area. Some that are familiar are Vagirux or Vagifem. Vagirux has a reusable applicator So it's much nicer for the environment and the turtles, less plastic. So have a think about what works for you within your want and your values. And speak to your GP or your menopause provider about what options are available to you. Both Vagirox and Vagifem are a pessary that you then insert using an applicator. Super clean, super simple 
and can be the difference between your vaginal walls being very moist and feeling good or the difference then of it being quite painful, sore, dry, itchy. So again, these are options for you. Option B for you could be to get yourself a nice lubricant such as Sutil and or a vaginal moisturiser such as Yes Organics. There's plenty of online stores out there and Joe Divine is the one that I use myself. This is not a paid ad. Okay, I use Sutil and love it myself. There are other brands available, but be aware that the majority of over-counter brands contain a lot of glycerin and products, ingredients that don't serve the vaginal cavity or wall very well, so can cause further irritation a lot of ladies can experience bacterial infections or thrush-like symptoms. So being aware of what the ingredients are, that is why I use the Sutil range. Very, very gentle, very nice and certainly comes recommended. But like I say, this is not a paid ad. And finally, allow your vagina and your vulva some airtime. Okay, what a difference this made to my own vulva health and happiness. Allowing it to breathe, so to speak. Yeah, not always waiting for me. I, you know, will wear pretty much most of the time a thong. So allowing myself to let it breathe at bedtime. Super, super nice. Freeing. So there you have it. We've covered a lot about vulva and vaginal health in this episode. And as always, I love to chat to you and with you about things that come up for you. So please do just drop me a DM or an email over and we can chat further there. And I thank you, honestly, for being my listener and for all the reviews that you leave. This is what helps the podcast get more listens. And the more listens we get, the further we grow. And the further we grow, the more women we help who need it most. So please do your part in this quest to make menopause mainstream, to better menopause help and happiness. And subscribe. It's free. Leave a review and share this episode with one other woman in your life. Go forth, have an amazing day today. And remember, caring for your vulva with the care that you give to your face. This is a big one. It needs attention too. And the moisturizers that you now have available, like the Yes range, are free from nasties that cause irritation. So when we think about the fact that we go through a very religious skincare regime for our face, All that we have to do for our vulva and vagina is allow it to self-clean, use some water, and if you need to, you can moisturise it. Maybe twice a week. That might be all you need. So next week I have a powerful topic and I'm looking forward to seeing you back then. Go hit that subscribe button and leave a little five-star review and help this journey to making menopause mainstream. Come and be part of that with us. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing. To help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together, we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.